As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome back to TGIF. Thank God it's forever where Jesus most definitely comes first. This once again is Chapman and you teaching the unchangeable word of God. Listen to this theme song and you'll know. It's me. Hey guys, welcome back to this week's episode of TGIF. Thank God it's forever where Jesus does most definitely come first. How is everyone doing there in the podcast land? I got my hot cup of coffee. Some fabulous Maxwell House enjoying it on a nice day a nice night for coffee while I do my show and uh tomorrow's Christmas Eve so Merry Christmas to all of my my friends um, my listeners on the podcast the ones on Spreaker, Google, Apple wherever you're at listening to me thank you and Merry Christmas to you all. Merry Christmas to my Facebook friends. I can wave to you guys. And I hope you have a safe Christmas this year. And uh, I'm looking forward to Christmas Eve. I'm going to hopefully be doing something on here. I'm not sure. I might just play some Christmas music and, you know, do like a piano thing. Like play some music on the, uh, the piano just briefly. And it don't have to be that long. But uh, I might do it... Uh, Christmas Eve at 6 and then I might go live uh, on the show because I got my uh, I got my uh, app on the phone for my uh, Spreaker as well so I can probably do it that way too but uh, I'm glad you guys can join in for this week's episode I got a good message for you one that's not exactly something that excuse me everyone's going to just love it though but it's a good message and it needs to be preached. <coughs> Let's get into a few brief announcements. Number one, go to communitycloud222 at gmail.com. It's spelled C-O-M-M-U-N-I-T-Y-C-L-O-U-D-222 at gmail.com. Send me all your prayer requests, even if you just want me to shout out to you on the podcast, through your first name, your city, and your state. And I'll shout out to you on TGIF, where Jesus does most definitely come first. Also, remember, as my Facebook Live friends can see, you can give me a call. Give me a ring at 1-302-448-8443. Again, that's 1-302-448-TGIF, where Jesus, once again, most definitely does come first. Also, guys, uh, keep in mind for the 
worship Saturdays. We do nothing but worshiping God. Just praise, pray, and worship. No messages. Also keep in mind for the rumble where we'll be shaking the heavens, rattling the earth, and rumbling against the principalities of darkness and evil. We'll take one day out of the week and we'll... Well, first off, back in the day when, when boxers used to box, they were rumbling. And rumbling or fighting, the Bible says you don't rumble or fight against what? Flesh and blood, but principalities of darkness and evil? We'll take one day out of the week and we'll do nothing but fight against the forces of darkness and evil, the principalities of darkness and evil. And we'll what? We'll rumble. We'll fight against them. And of course, we'll win because why? Jesus is Lord. And so we'll take one night, one day out of the week and we'll do nothing but pray for 45 minutes. One quick song and just pray and pray and pray and pray and no messages. Also remember, if you feel like you want to give to TGIF to help keep the ministry going, I just had to buy some brand new adapters uh, this week. So if you want to keep the ministry going, even a little $5 will help out. You can always uh, contact me at communitycloud222 at gmail.com. Once again, it's spelled C-O-M-M-U-N-I-T-Y-C-L-O-U-D-222 at gmail.com. You can contact me through there to uh, let me know that you would love to donate, or you can just call me at one 442 Again, that's one 442 tgif Contact me there as well. Leave me a voicemail, and I'll get back with you as soon as I can. That concludes our announcements for today. This will be our Christmas uh, message. I'm going to do something on Christmas probably. I might do like Christmas Eve at like like 7, 8 o'clock or something when we're, we're done with church at the uh, church over there. Possibly if I'm going. I mean, I would like to, but it all depends. We'll see what's going on. I might just, you know... You know, come on, wish you Merry Christmas or something. I don't know. But something is going to be happening on Christmas. So look forward to that as well. Let's get into our song for today, which is simply entitled At Calvary, performed by none other than Dr. Prophet Larry O'Rell. Enjoy his version of At Calvary by Prophet Dr. Larry O'Rell. Enjoy. was free 
found liberty at Calvary. At the cross, at the cross, where I first saw the light, and the burden of my heart rolled away. It was there by faith I received my sight, and now I am happy all the day. I was guilty with nothing to say. They were coming to take me away, far away, when a voice from heaven was heard that said, let him go. That was entitled At Calvary, performed once again by none other than Prophet Dr. Larry O'Rell. One of my favorite singers used to come to my church in Michigan, Evangel Christian Churches. Let me say one thing. If If you do not have a home, Evangel is there for you. They'll be there to stretch you, to pray for you, to bless you, to... You don't even have to be a member of that church to be stretched, blessed, uh, stretched, blessed, and strengthened by God. Most churches, in order for them to pray and bless you and strengthen you and stretch you, you have to be a member. At that church, you don't have to be a member for anything. You could even come get food from the food pantry if you need so. Don't even have to be a member for that either. So, 
Visit Evangel Christian Churches on Utica Road in the beautiful city of Roseville, Michigan. Their telephone number is 1-586-773-6568. Again, it's 586-773-6568. Today's message is entitled, The Reason for the Season. By the way, uh, Brian, I did not, once again, mark my pages. I never seem to do it, even though I got the little sticky notes. But uh, this one is going to be a pretty easy one, so it shouldn't take long to flip through. And and uh, give me a call tomorrow sometime. I'd like to talk to you after 2 or sometime. Cause I, go, I work from 7 a.m. to 2 p.m. Looks like I prefer scripture. Our message for today is simply entitled, The Reason for the Season. Now, I know a lot of you heard that little saying, the re- He is the reason for the season. But, in this message, we will look at the account of the birth of Jesus Christ and learn the real reason for the season. And a lot of us, a lot of you out there don't know this, but the real reason for the season of Jesus' birth is not just because, you know, prophecies foretold and this and that. It's all good, and that's all part of the reason. Actually, Jesus should be your the reason for your every waking moment. But let's go to Matthew one eighteen through 25. I just had it in the page of Matthew 1. Starting at verse, starting at, where are we at here? Verse 18, now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. After his mother Mary had, was betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Spirit. Now, betrothed back then is the same meaning of the word that it means today. The word betrothed today means engaged. So Mary and Joseph were engaged, not married. See, what happens is, back in those days, when when you were to find, in Jesus' day, when you were to find a wife, and you think you found who your wife was, is you had lived one year betrothed engaged to her, meaning you would take her hand in marriage after that year if you decided to, because they they thought was when you betrothed or engaged to somebody for a year and you get to live with them, which in this aspect, not a greatest idea because, you know, when you live with somebody, things happen. That goes for me and my wife. Things happen when we live together that shouldn't have. But that's the way it is. That's why it's never good to live with anybody. But back in the Bible days, they didn't know that was good or bad. So they thought living a year with your spouse that you're going to marry, to betrothed, or your spouse you're engaged with, would be a good idea. 
in that you would uh, get to know who this person really is, you know, kind of thing. And uh, I preached a message on that already. Try it before you buy it. Don't. But you get the point. So they, so back then they were betrothed. They are engaged and they were living with each other for a year to see if it was good for them. So, now the birth of Christ was as follows. After his mother Mary was betrothed, engaged to Joseph, before they came together, before they got married, she was found with child of the Holy Spirit. Number two, got to remember is this. She was found pregnant, and Joseph and her were engaged. Back then, if, you, if your girl was pregnant, she could be stoned to death because of immorality, sexual immorality. But it says that before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Spirit. Now, nobody knew about the Holy Spirit, and nobody knew that, you know, there's only a few select people that knew of a prophecy way before then that stated that a virgin will be conceived a child from the Holy Spirit. So, but if she was to be uh, out in the world in the open, they would have stoned her because, why? She was pregnant, and nobody knew how she got pregnant besides besides the claiming that Joseph had sexual relations with her. Let me finish. Before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Spirit. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man, and not wanting to make her a public example, they want to put her to shame and have her stoned to death. He loved her that much. Did not want to make her a public example, was minded to put her away secretly. Hey, Rob. Now, was minded to put her away secretly. Now, what the, what some uh, 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 Bible verses versions say is, Now, what some of the uh, Bible versions say is this, is that she was either hidden or he wanted to divorce her, you know, divorce her quietly so no one else would know. But in the King James Version, it says, put her away secretly or hid her. So together there she was found with child Holy Spirit, then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not wanting to make her a public example, was minded to put her away secretly or, or quietly divorce her. But while he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take to, take to you Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived in her is the Holy Spirit. First off, thing you got to realize too is David, number one, didn't know what was going on. He thought that she was probably stepping out, maybe, or because he knows that child wasn't his, and he 
a lot of things could have been going through his mind. Yeah, I was stepping, she was stepping out on me or whatnot, but she wasn't. It was the Holy Spirit. So the angel appeared to him and told him this. An angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, the son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary, to take to you Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. 21. And she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will come, for he will save his people from their sins. 22. So all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet, saying, Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. Then Joseph, being aroused from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord commanded him and took to him his wife and did not know her till she brought forth her firstborn son and he called his name Jesus. So we're, we're looking at a few scriptures on this right now. And uh, Matthew 1, 18 through 25 that was a long scripture. Jesus had to be born so we can have the chance to do it over again because of the fall of Adam and Eve's sin. So the scripture is talking about Jesus being born and all this stuff, but the, the truth, the real stuff that I want you getting out of this, the nuggets I want you getting out of this is that he had to. He had to be born. If God would not have been born, and I'm going to say this later on in my message, but we would have all been in hell. Jesus Christ had to be born the way he did, to be innocent and pure in everything, so we can live free, so that we can live free from sin. Because of Adam, the fall of Adam and Eve and their sin, which caused us to eventually sin, he had to be born in order for us to be free. So, number one, Jesus had to be born. Why? So that we can be set free from sin. Now, we're all born into sin, yes. But, He came and was born so we can be free from that. So we don't have to worry about going to hell. Why? Because Jesus came as a little baby. There's three things I tell people that they, they've got to remember three main key parts of the Bible. And you don't have to remember anything else but that. I mean, his miracles are good. You should read those and stuff like that. But three main key parts that you need to know in order to have salvation is number one. Jesus came as a little baby to save the world. Number two, he died on the cross. Number three, he rose again and is coming back. Those three things you got to you got to have in your heart. Those three things. I mean, all the rest of it, his miracles and what he did and how he did them. Okay, that's good. That's a good thing. You should definitely be looking at those, reading those, because those will bring strength to you too. But three things you need to know is, remember, is he was born as a baby to come save the world. He died on the cross for me and you. And 
He rose again the third day and is coming back to claim his people. Our next scripture is Acts 4.12, chapter 4, starting at verse 12. Nor is there salvation in any other, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be, what, saved. So, 12. It's uh, chapter 4, verse 12 of Acts. Now, nor is there salvation in any other, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. Acts 4.12. See, Jesus was given to us. This is so right in the scriptures. I'll read that again. Nor is there salvation in any other, in any other, For there is no other name under heaven given among men, given to men, given for men, by which we must be saved. Jesus, see, Jesus was given to us through Mary. Through Mary. To free his people from sin. So God gave Jesus. Hello mom. I'll say it to you now. But tomorrow too. Merry Christmas. See God gave Jesus to Mary. In the womb. And then Mary birthed the son Jesus. But Jesus was given to us. Through Mary. To free his people from sin. So he was given to us. For that specific reason. If he wasn't given to us. Because what? because of being free from sin, then why would God give his only son to us? That's the reason. So that we can be forgiven of sin. So God, so see, not only did Jesus have to be given, but he was given so that we could be free from sin. I actually should have put that first and second. So the first thing you got to remember is Jesus was given to us through Mary, from God through Mary, to free his people from sin. Well, yeah, Jesus had to be given. And see, Jesus was given to us through Mary from God to free his people from sin. And if we believe and ask Christ into our hearts, then we will be saved. But Christ had to be given, slash in parentheses, born, so we can be saved. So it's not a matter of that, you know, God gave Jesus and that's it. No, but if we ask Christ to come into our hearts, we will be saved. Three is John 3, 1 through 6. The third one is John 3, 1 through 6. John 3, here we go. John 3, chapter 3, verse 1 through 6. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus. Nicodemus. Sorry for my pronunciation wrongs. Nicodemus. 
a ruler of the Jew, a ruler of the Jews, this man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God, for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. Jesus answered and said to him, verse 3, said to him, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Verse 4, Nicodemus said to him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered in verse 5, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless you are born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. Verse 6, That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. So, John 3, 1 through 6, if we ask Christ into our hearts, hearts and be born again of water and spirit, be baptized of water and spirit, then we go back to what I call spiritual virginity. As in, there's a time, hello, Ann Sandra, hello, Emma. There's a time in everyone's life when you first born, you're what's called a, a child, a virgin, I call it. And what that means is at a certain time, there's what's called the age of accountability. When you reach the age of accountability, that's when you start getting in trouble for right and wrong. But when you're, when you're a little baby and, you know, you knock something off the table, your mom might, you know, tell you, no, you're not supposed to do that, but you don't get into trouble for it. You won't get grounded because you're too young. That's at the age of call a, a virgin, meaning that that's the age that you are pure and innocent because of the age accountability. But as spiritual virgins, what that means is when you're at that age that you don't know anything spiritually and you're not accountable for that's why I say when when babies die a year or so afterwards, they're not accountable for what what happened because they are unaware of what's going on because they're they're spiritual virgins. They're still haven't been taught correctly or whatever. They haven't been taught entirely everything. So what that means is when you commit your first sin that you're accountable for, that is like when, when, uh, when say, Joseph took Mary's, uh, you know, virginity for the first time after, because the Bible says he hasn't, he did not know her until after she was conceived of the child, of the son. So when when you take that, when you do that with, with a girl, when Joseph did it to Mary, he took that away from her, finally. She was no longer a virgin. She was what's called, she's been touched now. So the thing about it is, when you commit your first sin, it's like being a... It's like not being a virgin over because now you've been touched by the evil. And so now that you've been touched by evil and you did something that's wrong, you are now under condemnation. But 
to get back to spiritual virginity, to get back to that pure innocence that you used to be, and you can. The way to do that is what I was telling you right here. If we ask Christ into our hearts and be born again of water and of the Spirit, we go back to spiritual virginity. As Joseph did as Joseph did what was right. In the Bible, just like what Joseph did, that he said was right and did not touch her till getting married, until she conceived the son. She went back to being a virgin again. Once she had that son, she went back to being a virgin again. We need to be spiritual virgins to enter into heaven so that we... So what... Okay, so we need to be spiritual virgins to enter into heaven. So what that means is we need to go back to what we used to do. Lucky no, Lord, I'm sorry. Let me be born of water and spirit. Let me, let me, let me proclaim to the world that I will only worship and adore you and I will get your word out there. If you can do that and be baptized of the spirit of Jesus, the Holy Spirit, and of water. The Bible says you'll enter into the uh, kingdom of God. But if you don't, and you're not born of water and spirit, then you will not enter the kingdom of God. But once you do that, and you get baptized of water and of spirit, then you become that spiritual virgin, like I said before. Then you become innocent again until you commit another sin. But here's the thing, though. When you commit that sin, all you got to do is do the same thing and keep asking for forgiveness, repenting and repenting and repenting, and then you become the spiritual virgin again. But here's what's the thing, though. And a lot of people look at it differently. Look at it like, okay, I can I can sin here and I can ask for forgiveness. I can sin here. I can ask for forgiveness. Yes, to a degree. You can't. You know, look at her walking down that street. Oh, man, she's got big, you know, what's I just would look. And then ask for forgiveness. And then two minutes later, do the same thing again. Ask for forgiveness. Two minutes later, do the same thing again. Ask for forgiveness. No, eventually, if I slap you in the face, eventually, after so many slaps, you're going to get tired of me slapping you in the face. You might turn your cheek once or twice, but you get real frustrated. That's just like God. If you keep saying, forgive me, forgive me, forgive me, I keep, but keep doing it and doing it and doing it, you just slap a guy in the face. And God's going to eventually get tired of it and hand you over to wherever be mine and send you straight to hell. But if you happen to fall and mess up, and everyone does, nobody's perfect. If you happen to fall and mess up, but all you, all you got to do is say, Jesus, I've screwed up again. Please forgive me. No one's perfect. God knows that we're not perfect. That's one of the reasons why he sent Jesus, because after Adam and Eve fell, he knew that man was going to be unperfect. Even when Adam and Eve was supposed to be perfect when they were naked at the time in the garden, when they're absolute perfect, <clears throat> so thoughts. They weren't absolute perfect. What happened? The, the devil came in as a serpent and lied to them. Well, did God tell you surely you would die? She goes, oh, yeah, we can't eat or touch of the tree. Said, no, God never said you couldn't touch it. He just said you couldn't eat of it. And he goes, well, that's because your eyes will be open like God, and you'll be God's. 
And the Bible says that it looked pleasing to Eve's eyes. So she took a bite. It looked pleasing to the eye, meaning it looked delicious and she took a bite and so did Adam. It doesn't matter who took a bite first. It just matters that Adam and Eve took a bite of the fruit, the forbidden fruit, and they've sinned. So God knew they weren't perfect. God knew they were going to fall anyways. So that's why God sent his son, Jesus. So what have we learned? That the real reason for the seas is not Christ had to be born in order for us to be free from sin. Wait, is that? Oh, yeah. So what is what is what have we learned? That the real reason for the season is that Christ had to be born had to come, in parentheses, be born, in order for us to be free from sin. If Christ never came or was born, in parentheses, then we will be, then we will all be in hell right now because of the sin nature that Adam and Eve brought to the world 2,000 years ago that caused us to sin. Remember, Adam and Eve's sin was not the, was, Adam and Eve's sin was the start not the reason why we sin. So stop playing the blame game. But what we got to realize too is that that the, the reason, the real reason for the season is because we're imperfect people and God knew we we're imperfect and God knows and God knew that we as man were going to just fall to, a, to our fa- fall on our faces. And that's the reason why God gave us Jesus. Because he knew that we were going to fall flat on our faces and would not be able to uh, get back up if we did. So he had to send a mediator. I mean, God himself could not come straight down and say, okay, here I am, blah, blah, poof, here I am, ta-da. Okay, you're done. You're back to normal. No, the Bible says if we see God himself, we'll go blind. Physically go blind if we see him physically. So in order for God to come down, in order for God to save his people, he had to send Jesus. Why? Because Jesus was the closest thing to to the Father. Jesus was his what? One and only begotten son. So he had to send Jesus so that we can be saved and we can be free from the sin nature that Adam and Eve started that caused us to sin. Doesn't doesn't mean that it, that was just the start of things. That just got the ball rolling. That wasn't the. There's no excuse. Well, Adam and Eve did it first, so no, you sinned. You did something wrong. Period. Don't blame somebody back two thousand years ago because you did something wrong. That was that was the start. That wasn't the reason why. It's just the start. It got the ball rolling. Once that got the ball rolling. And then things started happening like snowballs and it collected enough. That's when the world started going straight downhill from there. So, but Jesus had to be born and given to us through a virgin so that we could get the opportunity to what? Do right again. Because God knew we were imperfect people and we were going to screw up royally. Yeah, sorry, I'm a... I'm not sure exactly how to fix that, but eventually I will. So let's let's pray real quick, because that's technically the end of our message. 
Lord, we thank you for this season in our lives, Lord, that you gave us Jesus and that he was born of a virgin so that we can live in freedom and live without sin. And thank you, Lord, that he was born of a pure virgin. Somebody, Lord, that when he is conceived is not going to go straight into sin because, Lord, she is a virgin. And that's what a virgin is, pure from, you know, the sexual nature and stuff. And I praise you and thank you, Lord. Let's give the Lord a clap offering. I thank you, I praise you, and I honor you, Lord, that you gave us Jesus so we can be free from all this and so that we can be with you in paradise. Like the uh, other thief said, don't you know? We did something wrong, and he did nothing. And Jesus said to him, from this day forward, you be with me in paradise. So we thank you, Lord, that you are doing what you're doing in this season. We thank you for giving us Jesus so that he can come and show us the way, the truth, and the life. So I ask you, Lord, to bless everyone to sound my voice that it not be what? Selfish? Now, I want a 2020 car because I want one. No, I need a car to get to point A to point B to work to church just to see a friend. Even if it's just to go to a friend's house to play a game on a video game or something. If you need a car, Lord, give it to them. I ask you to heal everyone from the tops of their heads to the soles of their feet, from cancer, diabetes, even, Lord, yes, the ones that contract themselves HIV, AIDS, syphilis, gonorrhea, why? Because when you heal them, Lord, then you show your power and your glory to this world so that they can say, you know what? There's got to be something out there because there's no way that this could go away like that. So we give you thanks, we give you praise, we give you honor, and we give you glory, Lord, for what you're doing in this life, in this ministry, as well as in me, Lord, with the new job that I got going on. And, uh, but the, the job that my wife's got, and Lord, for some reason, you're telling me to pray for people jobs. So, Lord, if they need a job, you give them a good paying job. But if they need a different job, you give them to that. Give them that as well. And for promotions and managers and raises, Lord, you give them that as well. And you give them all the promotion, the raises, and everything that they deserve. And we pray all ooh, excuse me, we pray all this in the matchless name matchless name of Christ. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen and amen. Well guys, that's it. That was the show. And I'm glad you guys can tune in this week. That was our Christmas message. Let me just say I'm gonna to try to do something on Christmas Eve. If I go to church, I'll play some Christmas music on the piano for a few minutes. Other than that, I don't know what else I'm gonna do. And I'm looking into getting more music, different songs from other artists. There's some rules and regulations I got to follow, but I'm going to see what's going on and look some stuff up. So that's it. That was the show for today. I'm, I'm glad you guys can join in. And let me just say this again, that this is TGIF, reminding you to, one, trust in the Lord in all your ways, Two, lean not to your own understandings. And three, in all your ways, acknowledge him. And he shall direct your path. Thank you and good night. And Merry Christmas. And remember, keep Christ in Christmas.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.